Hey friends, thanks for joining me on the Not About Me podcast. I'm your host, Katie Taylor, and I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, Today, we're talking about the impact of sharing your story uh, and how one interaction can lead to so many others coming to believe. Uh, Join Ben and I as we talk about having a come and see attitude on the Not About Me podcast. Okay, friends, so I am bringing back on Ben, and he kind of gave a little clue as to what we're going to be talking about in last week at last week's episode, talking about one of my favorite passages in Scripture. So um, this is going to be from John 4, and we'll probably go some other places with it. But anyway, say hello, Ben. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you all uh, for tuning in today. I hope you all get a, a lot out of this. It's a story about... I want to talk about today, uh, John 4, of course, what Katie was saying. Um, Jesus meeting up with the, uh, you know, Samaritan woman. And uh, one thing is, is in the in the story, Jesus says, please give me a drink. I always kind of think of that moment whenever they encounter each other. Jesus says, give me a drink. In a way, to me, that kind of says how God always says, just give me a minute of your time. Mm. You know, I mean, does that, is that how I never thought about that? I mean, it's just like, he says, give me a drink and a drink of water is not really a big, uh, thing to us. We have clean water all over the place here in the United States. Uh, you can walk up to a faucet and almost guarantee you're going to get it. But there was a little bit of work involved with get me a drink, but yeah. And she goes into that a little bit more and, uh, she says, you know, pretty much, um, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be asking me for a drink. You're talking about Jesus to yeah. her? Yeah, well, what she says to him, she said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me for a drink? You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's like, uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be below your status, I think is the way it was kind of painted in that time. And Well, she's a woman. Yeah. And a Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And he was a Jew. And she points that out. Yeah. You know, and it says... uh and Jesus says, if you knew who the, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Hmm. And, uh, you know, she goes into about, oh, you know, it's a deep well. It was, uh, you know, put in by Jacob, which I think is also a cool detail about this that, you know, did Jacob uh, know when he dug that well many years later that, you know, this, the Messiah would be sitting there by it. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that's a really cool thing. A gift to Joseph, I believe, back in Genesis, if I remember correctly. It, yes. Yes, I believe that is correct. But I thought that was just a cool detail. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Jesus says, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a, a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Um, and of course she's all on board then, you know, she's like, all right, this guy's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're obviously coming from a, a different walks but it had of to life. be kind of weird. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, we later on, we figure out why, why? she's by herself and, yeah. and all that. And, uh, you know, of course Jesus, he, he quickly goes to that, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, go get your husband. Right. And, uh, I don't have a husband. The woman replies and Jesus says, oh yeah, you, we know that. You know, <laughs> he knows, yeah. uh, the whole for, town probably does. Too. So I, I think that it's 
Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it's not a very big village that they're talking about. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody's in everybody's business. You a lot know, like many small towns. Yeah, yeah. Small town America summed up into one uh, statement there. Yeah. Uh, for you have five, you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. Uh, you certainly spoke the truth. So I think that's awesome that son of God said, well, you ain't lying. Yeah, you might you might have some problems, but you're not a liar. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, just another, um, you know, she she asked him if he's a prophet and uh, and, you know, they go into where they're supposed to and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a really good story. I'd recommend that you guys read it so you can get all the details and just kind of go along with us. Um, it takes a good chunk of the chapter. It really does. And, it, it, you know, Jesus goes on the teller after they talk about where the worship and all of those things. Uh, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will be no longer a matter of whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. Uh, you Samaritans know very little about uh, one the one you worship, while the Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews, but the time is coming indeed. It's here now uh, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Um, the Father is looking for those who will worship with him that way. Uh, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I think that's an important detail. Uh, your thoughts, you kind of mmmed on that. There's just a lot going on up until this point in the, in the chapter, but yeah, spirit and truth. I think that sometimes people feel like they're getting moved in a certain way, you know, like, Oh, the spirit came upon me, <laughs> you know, like, but we also need to recognize the truth aspect. Mm. I think that we get, it's so easy as I talked about in the tools of the enemy, the, to be caught up in a little deception. Yep. And when it's tied with a little bit of truth, it sounds right, but it's not true. And the only way to know truth is to get in God's word and read it and commit it, you know, to memory. You yeah. Know, I don't always remember where verses are in the Bible <laughs> by reference, like chapter and verse. I usually have a good idea of what it says. And if I question it, then I go back and read it. Yeah. But spirit and truth it wasn't just one or the other no and i think that that's important because uh, it i think that at that time and i, I wish we kind of had a uh you know one of our theologically you know strong people that know the history of how they worshiped and things like that back then but you could see where they they really put a lot in the the scrolls and then you had the samaritans that I don't think that they necessarily, I've always been told they didn't really worship the same way. They, they went up on the mountain. It seemed like it was more spiritualism, you know, type of worship, mm -hmm. you know, and they did their sacrifices and it was more, it was just a different style is what I've always been told. And I don't want to quote it because I'm not 100% sure, but you can, as you can tell, Jesus kind of talks about that. In my opinion, he kind of brings it up and says, you know, there's going to come a time when you're supposed to worship in both ways. It's not going to matter. But it has to be a through place both. or a, a building. Yeah. Or, yeah. Be because I think the, the Jews put a lot of stuff in 
we're, we have to go to our, uh, you, you know, we have to go to the, our particular buildings and there's only certain people that can go across the curtain and you have to take a bath and you have to do this and you have to do this, you know, and those guys are climbing up beside a mountain to go worship. worship. I'm sure they wasn't, they weren't the cleanest people in the world after <laughs> you go climbing up a mountain. Yeah. You know what Probably I'm saying? Sweaty yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's just my opinion and my speculation oh experience too yeah yeah you yeah. hike up a mountain somewhere. yeah you, hike you up did a hill. you did some uh hiking oh, over the weekend didn't you yeah i did it was it was a lot of work well why don't you tell us about that no that's that's a different how thing. were you after you got on <laughs> and miserable did y'all go up there and sing songs and worship um we did around the campfire I got you. So, I mean, but even if you did, you'd be okay. I mean, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. I'm sure y'all weren't the cleanest people around oh, the no, campfire. You no, covered in I smoke. Was, I couldn't wait to get home and get a shower. <laughs> um, all right. So the woman says, oh, yeah, I know the Messiah's coming. And uh, the one who is called Christ, and of course, she doesn't know who she's talking to. No. She's just saying, oh, he's some kind of prophet or some guy, you, you know. Uh, but then Jesus says, no, I am the Messiah. You know, and he, he lets her know. Himself, yeah. And, uh he goes on to tell her, you know, I, I'm assuming that they just had a longer conversation about who she was and, and how it all worked out. I mean, it kind of goes into how the disciples and the woman, uh, after Jesus is like, now go tell, uh, uh, go tell what you've, what you've learned today, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's kind of where we wanted to go with this. Yeah. I, I think that there's so much, and this could be for men or women, Specifically, as a female, this is what I talked to the kids about on our camping trip this past weekend, was this particular story. Yes. In that um, a lot of times here in the United States, women have not had as many rights or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, It's only been the last hundred years that women finally got the right to vote, which when this comes out today, it's a voting day here in in the States. Yes. Jesus, when he was sitting at the well, he could have ignored her, and he's mm-hmm. exhausted. It, it says in the verses right before what you read, you know, that Jesus was tired. Um, so he could have completely ignored this woman, and would have been okay with her probably if he did, because yep. she knew the um, the climate, the culture was not to be spoken to. You know, men well, not just to, that, but yeah. you go through five husbands. I'm sure your opinion of men isn't very high. Sure. I mean, I, is I, that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm no one speaking for her, but I can only speculate that. Right. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to step on. No, you. I, I and you know, and she's a different race. Mm-hmm, yep. And so essentially, by Jesus talking to, even though she's a woman, he's breaking gender roles yep. or gender standard. I don't know what's a good word for that. Yeah, gender. Uh, no, that that that's good. And yeah. then he's breaking uh, racial, yeah, barriers. Yeah. Barriers yeah. was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So he broke gender barriers, racial barriers with this yep. one conversation. And then we could all learn from her example. And the, and the disciples too, because they didn't come up when they came back to Jesus, they were in town trying to find food. Yeah. And yeah. when they come back, they don't interrupt him. No, I'm sure they were thinking it. Like, what's he doing? What? You know? Yeah. Does he know that's a Samaritan? Woman? That's a, and if you, and if none of you have watched the chosen, watch oh, the chosen, it has got a beautiful scene and it's depicted very, very well. I get it. There's some, you know, people that are, uh, you know, partial to watching that. But I really think that in that particular moment that they uh, portrayed there was great. But the overall story in general is okay. uh, what we want to talk about, you know, with. All right. So this lady has a conversation with, with God. Mm-hmm. All right. 
and uh, Jesus reveals himself to her, and she figures out who it is. She sees the way that she's done wrong, and now we're at the point where she is going into her into the village, and she's going to tell people what who, who she met, and you got to come meet this guy. Yeah, I think we've all, no matter where we are in the world, have all had this moment, or are gonna have this moment, where it's you and God. Mm-hmm. It's just her and Jesus, and He knows everything about us. Oh yeah, He's known us since we were in our mother's womb. He's He knows every word before it comes off our tongue. True. So, for Him to know and her to realize that He knows everything about her. There's no other person that could do that other than God. So I guess it kind of begs the question of when we've had that conversation with God, okay, at what point do we get up from having that conversation and go into the village? Because I see a lot of people, and I'm not going to say, you know, who they are or anything like that, and I wouldn't ever call a name. Oh, I've been uh, guilty of this myself. Yeah, so. I have too. Um, and I'm, uh, trust me, I'm speaking because it's been a conviction on myself sure. and I've seen it in others, but I've seen it in myself more than anyone else. Right. But, uh, there was a time when my attitude was not get up and go tell people, but my attitude was more along the lines of, Hey, wow, Jesus, um, thank you for revealing, uh, what all you can do in my life and how I've kind of fig- yeah. how I, how I, how I got to fix this. And you, you took care of it. I'm going to go into uh, my house and I'm just going to go grow a little bit and I'm going to do some self-reflections and maybe get into a more comfortable place. That is not the right answer. No. And we see her response in verse 29. She says, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? He already told her he was. Um, And then in verse 30, it says they came out of the town and made their way toward him. And in the meantime, he's talking to the disciples and, and how important it is that the, the harvest is now. You know, the saying was, uh, it's still four months until harvest. But Jesus said later in verse 35, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. And I was moved when Joel preached on this yes. yeah. uh, a few months ago. You know, the time is now. There are people all around us, jobs, uh, strangers in the in the marketplace. We had an encounter with this lady last night that was, bless her heart, she was having a bad night. Yeah. Um, that are hurting and very self-focused. And so that harvest is constant. It's yeah. not, not, I think what you're trying to say is not <clears throat> wait. No, I, I, Jonathan Broyles put it this way. Um, he's, it, we, we heard a man give his testimony while we were doing our serve day, uh, which was pretty much we went and served hot dogs at the family yeah. dollar here. Um, and I can say that Jonathan, uh, said something I've never heard it put this way. He said, I, I just love an unpolished, uh, testimony. Mm. He's and, and to me, this lady's testimony, when she went and gave it, it was so unpolished and it makes me question, you know, why did I wait? You yeah. know, and if anyone out there that's listening to this, if you feel like you need polishing before you go or you need to grow more before you step up to that next role or whatever it is that you're holding off for, I don't think God has ever designed us to hold off. Mm-mm. I think he wants you to go where you're at. Yeah. I think that. And this is a great example of that. Yeah. I, I think that 
two, we see, okay, many of the Samaritans in verse 39 from that town believed in him because of her testimony. He told me everything I ever did. There's a story in all of our testimonies. It doesn't have to be polished like what you're talking about. You don't have to have all the answers right away. Merely just saying, this is who I was, and this is who I am now, and this is how, you know, what I went through, how I was changed, or whatever. There's power in that because that's the gospel. Who you were before Christ, when you came to Christ, and how you've been different since. There's enough power there for God to work in someone's heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that it'd be important for you guys just to reflect on uh, how God has changed your life, how he's used you in the past. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't really answer that second question, like I was at at one point, ask God to show you how you can, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I found myself where I was learning and I was reflecting on self which is totally opposite, yeah. you know, of what God has asked us to do. And, um, I, you know, I try to be that light, like Pastor Ralph has been preaching on mm -hmm. um, and, and showing it, not putting up under a, a you know, lampshade, a lampshade or yeah. anything like that. And uh, I would, I would say that, you know, ask yourself, do some inner reflecting. And, you know, if you want to uh, share uh, Katie and I both love testimonies. And if you want to share something with us, feel free to send it to the email that's posted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katie would love to not, we're not going to read it on here. If you just say, no. I do not want to hear it, yeah. but you know, we are commanded to not just hear the word, um, but to put it into play. And I, that's my words of saying it. Why don't you read what James says about that? Yeah. We were talking about this off air, but James one twenty two says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. I mean, it didn't say go reflect. No. It said, it said get, go do it. Go do it. You yeah. know, and if God has revealed something to you, I encourage you make sure that you are grounded in your faith. One, when I say that, uh, you know, don't, if it seems extreme uh, and you're uncomfortable about it, then you probably need to seek some counsel yeah. on the right approach to doing what God has called you to do. Okay. Let me be wise on that. I'm not saying, Oh, well, he just said this. Now he's saying that. No, by all means, you know, um, I, I'm going to use this as an example. I feel like God lays a message on people's hearts, um, and sometimes their delivery uh, could have been better uh, mentored or coached along. You know, um, I use this as an example. I was in uh, Atlanta, Georgia back in, I can't remember what year it was. It was a New Year's Eve type thing that was going on. And on one side, there was these guys that were uh, standing up on boxes, literally telling all the people uh, that were, they were drunk and they were like, you better turn before you burn kind of message. And then I look over across this parking lot and it said, it is another church over there that was free rides of free rides home and coffee, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, I believe both of them had the message of trying to get the word of God out. One was just a lot nicer than others. I'm not beating up on people that preach fire and brimstone. I think there's a time and place for it. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like that the guys that were 
giving free rides home and probably having meaningful conversations with people after they drank some coffee was probably a little bit more effective and probably a little bit better coached. Well, and I think too, I know that I struggle with this, not feeling qualified, mm, not yeah. like the memorization thing you talked about earlier, not knowing enough scripture or um, being able to being fearful that I won't remember it when it's time. Yeah. Um, and that's, of course, the enemy wants to keep us quiet. So, But I think that's why God didn't ex intend for us to go through this alone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that it's, you know, with me uh, right now, I'm working with a veterans uh, ministry or not really veterans service members ministry. People that have served in the military, whether they were veterans or not. Um, I, I said, I think God has laid this on my heart. Now, I'm using this as an example of what I've been saying all along. Um, I'm not taking this on full fledged, just walking up and saying, come on, let's all get together. Cause at the end of the day, I would just probably put some cupcakes and pray with them. Yeah. Now that might be something they need, Yeah. but I'm seeking wise counsel yeah. from people that are uh, doing that. And we're actually, we we've gone forward. We're going to have a big event this coming Friday Yeah. on veterans day. And I uh, had a good meeting today and, and uh, I'm grateful that it's almost like I took the step out and God has put people in the path. So take that first step if you're if God's laid something on your heart or he's giving you a message to tell. Take that first step. Go to your your church, go to your one of your leaders and say, "Hey, this is what God's laid on my heart. I want to put this out there. Uh what do you think is the best way?" Right. Now, don't let the enemy slow you down, but just seek wise counsel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the wise counsel is good. I mean, but also the willingness like she had to go into the town. I mean, and she couldn't help herself, but she had purpose, mm. you know, because of the conversation she had with Jesus, just like we do. No matter where that conversation happens or when it happens, you know, mm. the point is to go and share with other people and just let what God's done for you, you know, the power of that change, you know, affect someone else. Yeah. And you even uh, mentioned earlier about being, uh, feeling worthy, yeah. you know, um, at the end of the day, you're not <laughs> no. Jesus is. Yeah. And, and it's not you that people are going to see. They're going to see Christ in you. And that to me is the, uh, is the message of why she could walk in there. Uh, she was walking in there with, uh, the forgiveness of the Messiah. And yeah. you have that too. That whole uh, worthy thing reminded me of a song that I love right now. It's by Micah Tyler. It's called I See Grace. Mm. And in part of it, he talks about um, how the enemy tries to tell him that he's not worthy. Yeah. And he says, I still hurt, fall short of what I, you say I'm worth. And the devil says, I don't deserve mm. what you did on the cross. And he's right, because I don't, but you did it anyway. Yeah, that's that's very true, and it's and it goes down to Mister Side Profile himself, uh, Phil Wickham. Yeah. If y'all haven't noticed Phil Wickham, every one of his good albums, he's got a side profile picture. <laughs> I don't know why. That's it's, it's, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, Lionel Richie and uh, Marvin Gaye and them. They were all leaning in the in their on in their something, yeah. on something in their on their album covers, yeah. and oh, it's going to be a good album. They're leaning, They're leaning, you know. So it's same thing with Phil Wickham. He's facing sideways. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh, I love when he says, when you see the, uh, when we see the cross, he sees the empty tomb. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's uh, the same principle. Yeah. You know, he is the one that took all the dirtiness 
and turn it into glory. And that's just wonderful. It does give us a way that we can live our lives. Um, not about us. Not about me. As always, friends, I hope you have found this to be helpful and challenging all at the same time as it has been for Ben and me. Uh, and as we go into the holidays, let's have a come and see attitude about our relationship with the Lord and share that with others. I also want to say just a special thank you to our veterans uh, here in the United States. We're celebrating Veterans Day on Friday. Uh, your willingness to serve does not go unnoticed here with us. So from the bottom of our hearts, we just want to say thank you. Um, if you like today's episode, please like it, comment on it, share it. You guys know what to do. You can find us on Instagram or you can send us an email, like Ben said, to notaboutmepodcast at gmail.com because we would love to hear how God is moving in your life. All the scripture notes, the link for the email will also be posted. Over the next few weeks, we're probably going to slow it down here on the podcast in an effort to spend time with family and friends. Uh, we're still going to be putting out episodes, but likely it's going to be more of a quick devotional for you uh, so that we don't completely miss one another during that time. Uh, and we'll still be putting together other shows as well. So you're, you're going to want to stay tuned uh, with us so that we can continue to learn to love God and love our neighbor and live a life not about me.